Do you ever wonder about being a hustler or an anti-hustler maybe? Maybe you struggle with productivity and even struggle with the idea of productivity. Well, today we have on an incredible guest and that's what we're gonna talk about. If this is your first time here, welcome to the Max Potential Habits Podcast. I'm Dr. Amanda Barrientes. I am the host of the podcast, and it's this is your place where you're going to learn tips, tools, and strategies and hear inspirational interviews from incredible people who are all directed at helping you optimize your habits so that you can lead a thriving life and business, whatever that means to you. So today I have on an incredible life coach. Her name is Jack Julian, and she is a life coach and psychologist who helps smart, ambitious professionals get out from the overwhelming stress of doing it all. She uses her own expertise and experience of being a recovering hustler and psychological science to guide people in in thriving and living and working with intention and happiness. Jack is the founder of the Anti-Hustle Nation community and podcast, and she's married with two kids. She's an animal lover, and they live on the wild side of having a foster care um, practice service with local boxer um, dogs in her area, which is in Texas, correct? Yes, in Texas. So she's a lover of all things chocolate and caramel. We're going to have an incredible discussion, so stick around until the end. Welcome on the show, Jack. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So, you know, I want to share with everyone, uh, Jack and I got to do a podcast interview. I was on her show, Anti-Hustle Nation, um, recently, and she did an interview with me. And we started talking at the end of the call about productivity. And we had such a great conversation. So we thought, ooh, let's talk about productivity on Max Potential Habits. But first, I want to ask you, Jack, what, how did you get into life coaching? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, as you said, when you read my bio, I'm by trade a psychologist. And, you know, as psychologists, we work with people who are really struggling with depression and anxiety. And I thought, I love doing that. I would also like to see what the other side is like with people who are maybe just struggling with what we think of as normal everyday things. And so said, you know, the way to do that is to be a life coach and just think of the range of people I could help. And that's what led me to doing it. That's awesome. So do you, in your, do you have a private practice and also a coaching business or do you combine all of them? I have a private practice and a coaching business. Okay. And then I also know you do some, you're a professor, so you do some teaching. I also do a little bit of teaching. Yes. Okay. And what do you, what's the topics that you teach? Oh my goodness. I teach a full range of psychology topics from um, abnormal psychology to interpersonal relations, uh, psychology of gender. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, range. I love that. We, we can have so many fun moments. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about productivity. First, you know, what, what's your take on productivity? <laughs> I my main take on productivity is I think we confuse being productive with being busy. Mm-hmm. If I'm always moving, always doing something. Well, that must mean I'm productive, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not really true. 
Yes, that's a big one. So give us an example. It's, I mean, the example that comes up to, in my mind is I, I've worked with people who are like, I sit at my desk all day and I'm at work and I'm doing these things, but it's like, it's busy work instead of having an outcome that's focused by the end of the day and going, oh, I achieved this, 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 this. It's kind of just taking up your day with, with busyness. Yes. Is that yes. something that you see? Exactly. Um, you know, so I work with a lot of business owners. And so something that they might do is, oh my gosh, you know, like you said, I was at my work, I was at, sitting at my computer all day. I didn't get up. I didn't eat lunch. Uh, and I still have this long to-do list. Mm -hmm. okay, well, what did you do? Well, you know, I tweaked my website. I answered emails mm -hmm. and those little things that we need to do, but are not moving us forward actually. Yeah, so, so what would productivity look like to you? So productivity then would be very focused, knowing what you need to get done and how it's going to move your business, your life, your whatever tasks you have on hand, get them done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So clarity around what it is that you even want to be doing and, and then taking action. So you're focused and yes. directed. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend for somebody who's stuck in that place of kind of, cause I look at that too and I go, is that procrast it's procrastination in a lot of ways. And it's, and I always think of procrastination as potentially fear-based, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's fear in taking action or it's not, maybe it's not in alignment with values and people really aren't wanting to do what they say they're wanting to do. What would you recommend if someone's stuck in that space of doing busy work, but not productive work? Oh gosh. Well, there's lots of things. The first part is really getting clear on what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the next part is understanding how you work best. Mm. And then it's a matter of figuring out how to put those all together mm -hmm. so that you are focused and getting things done. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you if someone's unclear, let's say that they're, uh, they're being unproductive, they're noticing it and they want to gain some clarity around what they want. Do you have some tips to share with listeners? What would they do in that situation? Okay. So one of the things that I like to look at is what is the reward you're getting mm, okay. for not doing something or doing something. Uh -huh. A lot of times it's, Oh, I have to check my email 15 times a day. Mm -hmm. because we want maybe that gratification of, oh, you know, I got another client or somebody likes my work or somebody wants to get in touch with me, you know, to channel Sally Fields. Oh, they love me. <laughs> yep. And so understanding what reward we're getting, then we can find a way to get that reward in a different way that is not going to interfere with us accomplishing our tasks. Okay. Yes. So bringing consciousness and clarity to it, it's, it's uncovering why you're doing it in the first place so that then you can make a choice mm -hmm. in a new direction. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Awesome. And so I love this number two that you said, understanding how you work best. Tell us more about that. Okay. So, you know, if you go out and search, Google for how can I be more productive? Mm 
mm-hmm. you are going to find 1 million and 37 things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> it's such a buzzword. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But not all of them are going to work for you. You know, right now we're big into, well, everything should be able to fit on our phone. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I am a paper and pen person. Mm-hmm. I like that feeling of being able to cross things off. I, you know, want to see it. Oh, look, you know, this is what I did today. I don't just want to go into something like Asana and click a box, right? I need that. Mm -hmm. So even though I've tried, I thought, okay, well, maybe I can get into the 21st century here and (laughs) use something on the computer. It just, I don't get as much done. Mm -hmm. So still using paper and pen, that's what works for me. Okay. You know. Okay. I love this. So it's like, uh, what you're making me think of is, do you think that there are productivity tips that are generalizable to everyone? Or do you think everyone needs their own understanding what works best for you type of plan? Well, I think that some are generalizable. You know, if you take the idea of like how we set goals, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make a million dollars this year. Okay. Well, that's kind of your objective, Mm -hmm. but your goal might be, I need to reach out to 25 people this year or Uh this month, probably this year, (laughs) unless you're working with millionaires, then maybe. Yeah. 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 Depends on (laughs) package price. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, I need to work, reach out to 25 people this month Mm -hmm. to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. The goals need to be very small and specific okay. and action oriented. Okay. So, so, okay. I love what you're saying. So if setting the million dollar goal is way too broad and, uh, and unclear yes, and not action oriented, it's like, it's more what you want versus the strategic goal of getting there. Yes. Okay. Okay. So small, specific and actionable. I love that. Okay, awesome. And so you think that in in being productive, there is a way to come up with goals that are going to be small, specific, and actionable that's going to help you advance and and take it to the next level. But in your practical productivity day-to-day, it's learning about you and what works best for you. Yes. Okay. So can you give, so so how do you align your day to be productive? So part of me is kind of a go-with-the-flow person. Mm-hmm. But there's another part of me that's very structured. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I make sure that I have a lot of structure around those things that absolutely have to get done. Okay. You know, my daily list of this is what absolutely needs to get done. And then for the things that I want to get done, I have kind of that free flow. Mm, okay. Am I feeling like doing this today? Am I not? Or am I feeling like doing this first or second so that I can have that freedom to move things around if I need to? Yeah. I love that. It also, it allows for, I like that you actually use the word flow is it allows for some flow, you know, and like in that, I notice that sometimes when we get really rigid with our goal setting and our day, we, we feel confined and restricted and kind of resentful of the goals that we made for ourselves, yes. <laughs> which yes. then causes you almost like deer in the headlights to sit there and not do anything. 
you yes, know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love that. So it's like you free flow and go, how do I feel today? So it might be, it sounds like, and it's, I do something similar where I have some rigid goals for the week where I'm like, these are musts. These are things that I've got to do to move it forward. And they're things that I'm inspired to do, but they're on my schedule very clearly. And then I have other projects that are organically flowing through maybe a month period. Right. So it's like, okay, this is my objective for this month. And today I don't feel like working on that project, but I will feel like working on this project. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So see, you know how you work really well. Yeah. And you yeah. can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is something that's interesting as a business coach to coach people on goals and productivity, because, you know, I think there's a tendency to want to have a, a structure that works for everybody and mm -hmm. go, here's what it is. It's the magic pill. Get it done. Make it happen. But it doesn't really work that way. No. I've noticed. Yeah. And I think there's principles that you can teach your clients that, that you can go, okay, this is something that, that, you know, success leaves evidence and clues that you can build upon, but then there's gotta be some flexibility with that and working with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say, you know, when you're working with people and you notice that people, you know, understanding how you work best, like what are the, some of the variances of, of for people? Is it like time of day or, yeah, it runs the gamut. It can be time of day. Uh -huh. It can be, which leads a little bit to, you know, how much energy do you have? Because it's not just about our time. Yeah. It's about how much mental energy we have as well. Mm -hmm. It can be, you know, other commitments. Mm -hmm. It can be, you know, what is mentally getting in the way? Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned procrastination and fear. You know, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I love, well, and I, I'm also thinking for you, like you're, you have younger kids, mm -hmm. kids are going to step in, right? Your summer flow is going to be different than your school year <laughs> flow. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. And I love the name of your podcast, Anti-Hustle Nation. How did you come up with that name? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it was actually kind of on a whim in I was thinking about, okay, well, what do I really want people to understand? And it was kind of what I said at the beginning. You know, I think hustle used to mean something good, like let's get up and let's go and let's get it done. Mm -hmm. Now it has been used to work 24 seven and just mm -hmm. go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And I'm so against that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make people happy. It makes you stressed out because again, you feel like you are just on that hamster wheel of going all the time and not accomplishing anything and not taking the time to relax and enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It, it, I mean, because you know, my podcast, my company name is NFA coaching, no fucking around coaching. And, and it's funny. Sometimes I'll sit down with clients and they're like, tell me more about NFA. And I'm like, NFA means NFA thrive. Really? Like even it's in maxing your potential, it means holistically maxing your potential. It's not just about pushing, 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 pushing. It's about how do I create holistic goals and a holistic lifestyle where I get to spend time with my family if that's what I value. I get to build a business that, that considers my long-term idea of what I want my lifestyle to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, those questions are big. It's not just like, I want to make a million dollars and I'm just going to kill myself doing it. Right. You know, like what's the fun <laughs> if your health degrades and your mental health is gone? 
then what's the fun of that in the end? You know, then don't enjoy the process and the journey. So I I love this because, you know, I tend to be someone who's like, hustle, do it. Come on, got it. You know, and the more that I step back and, and take that holistic approach, I'm like, it's, it's about NFA thrive. You know, it's like leading a thriving life and it's so in alignment with the anti hustle idea. Mm-hmm. You know? It really is. We are like yeah. two peas in a pod. Yeah. Yeah. So did you notice for yourself when you started building a business and as you got into it, that that was something that came up for you or did you always, did you step in already kind of from a, an anti hustle philosophy? Mm, well, I think there was a little bit of both. I think I didn't recognize how much went into building a business. And so what struck me really hard was I'd be working on my business and I'd be feeling guilty because I wasn't spending time with my kids Mm -hmm. or I'd be with my kids and I was feeling guilty because I wasn't working on my business. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is no way to live my business or my home life or any life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it really made me stop and think, well, okay, well, what do we need to do to be productive? and actually feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, so that makes me think too of cultivating your why. You know, this idea behind like, why am I doing this in the first place? And what is the outcome I really want to create? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just, is it, and I'm saying this because I can get really hyper-focused in a direction and minimize importance in other areas. And yes. so, you know, my, in the last, I'd say, six weeks, I've really stepped into this new place of go- the pro- like that productivity mm-hmm. question, the hustle question, the pushing myself really hard question. I'm like, Hmm, you know what? That doesn't, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been very inspired. And there's been some imbalances for me that I've noticed, you know, and I go, Hmm, actually, if I'm, this business is the rest of my life. You know, it's not something I'm just doing today or this month. It's like, I'm building a long-term business. So how do I want my long-term life to look? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it changes the perspective in a big way for me. It changed my behaviors. I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to go on a trail run in the morning and not, and, and, you know, not be so regimented with my block schedule. Yes. So it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. And I think for you, your kids probably dictate because they're, how, remind me how old your kids are? Uh, eight and 11. Okay. So they dictate a lot of your schedule, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you work with a lot of parents? I do. And is that something that, that comes in that kind of balance of the family and the business? And the yes. kids? very, very much so. Yeah. You know, I can't relate to these 20 year olds who still are able to spend 12 hours a day on their business and then go out and spend time with friends and then yeah. come back and spend, you know. Yeah. And that's so true, right? It's just a, such a different lifestyle than you have right now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of in that interesting place where my kids are a lot older. So I have a lot of freedom and flexibility to focus mm-hmm. on. And in some ways, that's why I've been, I've pushed so hard. And then I, my kids were a limiter before and now they're not. And yeah. so I have to, I choose to limit myself and right. more balanced. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that we need to recognize is that our productivity and the way we do it is going to change based on kind of where we are in life and what else yeah. is happening. Yes. Yeah. But let's go there. What, you know, when people are over their life course and over the building of their business, even, Mm -hmm. what do you notice in shifting your productivity in terms of even the stages of your business development? So this is kind of what I have seen happen is that 
when we get into our business, we're really excited. We're ready to put our nose to the grindstone and go, 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 go. And in some ways we need to, you know, Mm -hmm. we need that momentum. Mm -hmm. Then a lot of us get stuck in, I'm going to keep doing it this way instead of, you know, hiring things out or Mm -hmm. um, like, okay, well now I'm financially stable. I can take some time off. You know, we think that's the way it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. And so we get stuck in that loop and it's really difficult to get out of. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you know, we burn out or we have something catastrophic happen or we get sick mm-hmm. and we just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we learn that lesson of, okay, now I need to readjust where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you're in that mode, if, you know, for my listeners, if you're in that mode and you're kind of in that moment of feeling burnt out because you've been really hustling and you've been really productive and you've been pushing, 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 what do you recommend for people to do to get out of that loop? What kind of questions could they ask themselves or what kind of habits could they implement to shift that? Right. At that point, it's asking ourselves what is really the most important here. Mm. What can I delegate? Mm. What can I get rid of? You know, if you're building your business, then, you know, what really are your money-making activities? Mm, that's great. Yeah. That's really, I love that. Okay. So you said, what's most important here? What can I get rid of? What can I delegate? Mm -hmm. Those are great questions, everyone to write down and consider if you're in that burnout phase or in your, you're in the phase of where I want to continue on in a, in a really balanced way where I get to expand because the truth is it's really hard to expand your business. If you don't delegate, I, I really don't think it's possible to get to the in a, not everyone's goal is to have a multi-million dollar business, but let's say you want to keep expanding, you're going to need to start to delegate yeah. some things. And so asking those questions and, and I love that one. Um, what can I get rid of? <laughs> People forget to ask that. Yes. Cause it's always, Oh, it's almost always, what do I add? I need to keep adding. I need to yeah. keep adding. I need to keep adding. So asking yourself, what can I get rid of mm-hmm. for you? What have some things been that you've gotten rid of in your business over time? Mm. You know, I, I really try and keep my business low key. So really for me, it's about delegating. Okay. Right. You know, like with my podcast, I really wanted to edit it myself, Mm -hmm. but that's not a good use of my time. Yeah. So paying someone to do that for me, you know, life saving. Uh huh. Yeah. So then you just get to produce the podcast and then hand it off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have an assistant that does my <laughs> podcast editing as well. Um, that's awesome. And, and for you, when you align your productivity and ask yourself, what's the most important, what does that process look like for you? Do you journal or do you just sit down and kind of ask yourself in the morning or is it a. So here's something that I do that has been probably the biggest lifesaver in my business and with my family. Before I pick my kids up from school and I'll say, I forgot to do this this summer and I think next summer I'm going to implement it. Mm-hmm. But once I'm done working for the day, before I pick my kids up from school, I take a half hour, well, 15 minutes to a half hour 
Mm-hmm. And I go sit on the couch and have all the animals <laughs> try and give me love. But I just sit there. I'm not on my phone. I'm not watching TV. I'm not listening to the radio. I, I, well, okay, maybe that's a small lie. I do have my phone there, but I also have my notebook there. Okay. If I remember to bring it. That's the yeah. problem with having a notebook with being well, it's paper. Kind of, it's like right? you have your phone there, but it's a resource for you to be writing something down. Right. Okay. And I just chill. Okay. I get a lot of thoughts about wh- where do I need to go in my business? You know, what programs do I want to offer? But it also gives me that chance to turn off my work brain and turn on my mom brain. Mm-hmm. And it's a transitional moment too. Yes. It's, yeah. It is huge mm-hmm. you know people will look at me and go that's like a half hour you could have spent working um yes but that half hour is the biggest savior of my day that's so powerful and you know i have to say uh many of the people that i've had on have said the same thing one of the most powerful things you can do for your business is taking free unstructured time mm-hmm. to just just brain. It's not even brainstorm. It's not like you're doing the work. It's kind of like you're allowing for information to come to you because you're creating the space for it. Yes. Well, it's a, why do we have our best ideas in the shower? Totally. Because we're yeah. not focused on anything else. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like I, I do trail running and I, I'll go on a run and I have so many ideas and I realize it's because I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not busy. I'm not doing something. I'm actually just processing. Yes. And experiencing, yes. you know, and it is so powerful. And I, I love that you said, you know, a lot of people say you could have been doing something else and been really busy and productive, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that is productive. It's actually yeah. very productive. It's hugely productive. Yeah. I love that one. So chill time. Yes. <laughs> Unstructured chill time. Unstructured chill time. That's great. Okay. So what would you say are your top three max potential habits that have gotten you where you are today? <sighs> okay. Well, we just talked about the one taking time for me. Okay. Right? It, you know, that relaxation before I pick up the kids, but also I used to be huge into working at night after my kids went to bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now making sure that that is time for myself or me and my husband, mm-hmm. making sure that I take care of myself, that whole idea of, you know, you can't fill from an empty cup. Awesome. Okay. That has been one of the biggest things. Being super mindful mm-hmm. of what I am doing or not doing and why I am doing it or not doing it. Mm. Um, okay. So being mindful of why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. I got to add to that, like people, it seems so obvious, uh-huh. but it's not. No. And, it, and it relates back to the, 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 really the productivity and busyness. Mm-hmm. We get busy, busy, busy. And we stop, we don't even stop to ask ourselves, like, is this actually important? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like being, it is being that you said the hamster wheel yes. like on the hamster yes. wheel. You're going, you're going, you're going, going, and you don't stop to go. Is this actually important? Yes. Wait, yeah. Okay. So you'll appreciate this short story if I might share it. Yeah, absolutely. So a while back, there was, I don't know, someone was looking for somebody to um, help in a Facebook group or something like that. I can't even remember exactly what it was now. And I looked and I went, oh, that would be so awesome. You know, it fits with where I am and what I love to do. And I should, you know, check into this and maybe apply for this. And so you get really excited about things right? You think this is going to be awesome. 
And I've learned, don't just jump in. You know, I took five minutes and I said, does this fit the values of where I want my business to go? Mm -hmm. And not just in the sense of what I want to do to grow my business, but their business model. Does their, do their values fit my values? Mm -hmm. And where is my time going to go then? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I giving up to do this? And such powerful questions. Yes. Killed the excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Which was a good thing because I really did not need to take that on. Yeah. Okay. Everyone listening, there's so much gold in what you just said, because (laughs) I think what, what happens is we get infatuated with ideas of how great something can be without stopping to look at the balanced perspective Mm -hmm. and asking, and then we want to just jump in and we want to go, yes, 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 yes. Without being mindful of what's the other side of it. Yes. You know, what is this actually going to commit me to and, and what will the outcome be and how am I getting entangled with that person? Right. Is that someone I want to be partnered with in a business venture? All those questions, right? Yes. That is awesome. I love that. Um, that's so important to do. <laughs> it, it, to me, it reminds me of the boundary idea of it, or people pleasing almost. Yes. When we have that automatic response to say yes to an opportunity yes. without just stopping and, and not even necessarily saying no right away either. No. It's not answering right away. Mm-hmm. Just saying, let me take some time to consider this. Mm-hmm. Gives yeah. you the space to then ask those mindful questions. Right. And you know, in those situations, we always want to come up with an excuse. Uh-huh. For some reason. And you know what? We don't owe anybody a reason. Yeah. I need yeah. to think about this. The I end. wish I was sitting next to you, give you a high five right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So true. Like, yeah. and it's okay to just say no. Yes. Yeah. There doesn't even have to be a reason. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's power. Okay. Okay. What would you say number three? So then the last part is basically systems, you know, the systems that work for me and not trying to follow along with what works for everybody else. Mm, mm, that's power too. I, you know, something I notice in all three of yours is that it's, it's clarity about who you are and what you want. You know, like you're going to take time for me, that's self-nurturing, that's self-mastery, that's personal power, that's you stepping in and being like, I matter, I deserve time and space and to take care of me. And then being mindful is you knowing yourself, right? Uh-huh. Right. And systems that work for you instead of injecting other people's Yes. Wow. That's what it's all about. I think those are incredible. Those are great. Um, what are, what are some systems that you've developed that work for you? Like what's one system that you can think of when you say systems, like if people are listening, they're like, what does that actually mean? Right. Right. No, that's a good point. So I look at systems as really just the way of organizing things. Okay. Whether that be our to-do list or, you know, our, who's going to pick the kids up from this activity, putting an organiza- organizational structure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's <laughs> great. Okay. Yep. For the things that are going to happen in your life. Okay. And, and what- sometimes it's, you know, it's something that's repetitive day in, day out. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's something that needs to be checked monthly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's something that needs to be checked weekly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in that, I hear you saying it's, it's, you're checking it to keep refining the systems. Yes. It, so, it, yes. Yeah. Refining it or, um, you know, 
I'll go back to the kids throwing a wrench in your life, right? You know, my kids schedule, while they have their activities every week, right? Their schedules can also fluctuate. You know, mm-hmm. my oldest child is not coming home after school today, right? Who's picking up the youngest and what are we going to do with him after school? You know, so some of those things, I think, especially with family life, mm-hmm. checking in on a weekly schedule. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To structure and organize more effectively. Right. Or even, yes. you know, yeah. for your business, if your spouse travels, mm-hmm. right? How do you keep the home fires burning while your spouse is out of town and you're still working and yeah. care of all the home stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Systems organization is so it, it, it links back to that actually not having to hustle so much Yes, because you're premeditating organization, which causes a discipline. It's like, I think so many people worry about implementing systems because they feel confined, but they're actually your freedom. Yes. You know, it gives you so much more freedom and flexibility. Yes. That mental energy that we spend to try and figure out what we have to do every day. Yeah. Yeah. Is it saves so much and there's nothing written in stone that you can't change them. Sure. I think that a lot of it is experimentation Mm -hmm. and being open to this is what I'm going to try now. Mm -hmm. If it works. Awesome. Yeah. If it doesn't work, um, I'm in control of my life. I can change it. Yeah. Yeah. And that willingness to, you know, I think about the sunk cost theory where people put in energy and time into something and then they go, Oh, I can't, I don't want to let it go because I put so much energy, time, maybe money into it mm-hmm. instead of going, actually, let's evaluate. Is it working? Is it not? Do I need to let it go? Yeah. Ooh, that's big, high value stuff. So I, I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't let you know that I was going to ask you this before, but oh. I'm, I'm thinking like, what's one really powerful takeaway for listeners in terms of creating an anti-hustle life and business. What, what, you know, if you could just say one thing that you're like, this is, is something I would want you to take away, what would it be? You are important. Mm. You are an adult and you can now take charge of your life mm. and set your intentions and work towards them. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It's been incredible. Thank you for having me. I love talking with you and I hope your listeners get a lot out of it as well. They absolutely will. So I know they're going to want to connect with you. So let everyone know what the best way to connect with you is. The best way to connect with me is to come on over to Facebook and join our free Anti-Hustle Nation community Facebook group. Okay. If you want to get to know me a little bit better, obviously the Anti-Hustle Nation podcast is on iTunes and everywhere. Okay. Awesome. And for everyone listening, I'll have those links in the show notes. So just go to Anti-Hustle Nation on Facebook. Um, Your website is your name, Jack Julian, and that will be in my note, in my links, and then Anti-Hustle Nation podcast. And there's a ton of great stuff there. You You do interviews and solo casts, and it's really high value. So thank you for being here today, everyone. And thank you, Jack. And I hope that you all are not busy, but productive (laughs) today. And that you really create, create the day for you that feels in alignment with what you want to create in the longer term vision of your life and business. And with that, I'll close. I hope you thrive and feel alive and I'll be back next week. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you're liking this podcast, help spread the word by subscribing, sharing, leaving a rating and a review. To connect, go to nfacoaching.com where you can join the Max Potential Habits community and get access to all of my free and paid resources. There's daily inspiration on Instagram, IGTV videos, access to the Max Potential Habits LinkedIn group, and links for working with me in the live weekly Max Potential Habits online group training, the NFA Money Magnet Habits online course, and if you're really serious about taking it to the next level, you can also schedule a Max Potential coaching consult. Until next time, I hope you have a NFA day where you thrive and feel alive.